Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone, and how is everyone doing today? Hello and welcome to Daily Devotional. I am your host, Sharice Johnson-Moore, and today we will be reading 2 Kings chapter 25, 1 through 30, and we will be seeing what happens to the captivity of Judah, Gedaliah made governor of Judah, and the remaining remainder flee to Egypt. We are speaking about the captivity of Judah, Gedaliah made governor of Judah, and the remainder flee to Egypt. So I want you to get your Bibles, your tablets, your cell phones, however you may be reading the word, and come on and let's learn of what happens to the children of Israel. Um, come on now. Come on. Get your, get it. Come on. Let's wake up. Wake up. Wake up. And let's spend time with the Lord this morning. All right now. Let's get busy. Second Kings chapter 25, 1 through 30. And it reads, And it came to pass in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and all his hosts against Jerusalem, and pitched against it, and they built forts against it round about. And the city was besieged unto the eleventh year of Zedekiah. And on the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine prevailed in the city. And there was no bread for the people of the land. And the city was broken up, and all the men of war fled by night by the way of the gate between two walls, which is by the king's garden. Now the Chaldees were against the city round about, and the king went the way toward the plain, and the army of the Chaldees pursued after the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho, and all his army were scattered from him. So they took the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon in in Babylon to Riblah. And they gave judgment upon him. And they slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes and put out the eyes of Zedekiah and bound him with feathers of brass and carried him to Babylon. And in the fifth month, on the seventh day, of the month, which is the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar, King of Babylon, came Nebuchadnezzar, captain of the guard, a servant of the King of Babylon unto Jerusalem. And he burnt the house of the Lord and the king's house and all the houses of Jerusalem 
and every great man's house burnt he with fire. And all the army of the Chaldees that were with the captain of the guard break down the walls of Jerusalem round about. Now the rest of the people that were left in the city and the fugitives that fell away to the king of Babylon with the remnant of the multitude did never Zaradan, the captain of the guard, carry away. But the captain of the guard left of the poor of the land to be vine dressers and husbandmen. And the pillars of brass that were in the house of the Lord and the bases and the brazen seat were that was in the house of the Lord did the Chaldees break in pieces and carried the brass of the and carried the brass of them to Babylon. And the pots and the shovels and the snuffers and the spoons and all the vessels of brass wherewith they ministered took they away. And the firepans and the bowls and such things as were of gold, in gold, and of silver, in silver, the captain of the guard took away. The two pillars, one sea, and the bases which Solomon had made for the house of the Lord, the, the brass of all these vessels was without weight. The height of one pillar was 18 cubits, and the chipeter upon it was brass, and the height of the chipeter three cubits, and the wreath, wreathing, wreath work, wreath, wreath, wreath work, and pomegranates upon the chipeter round about, all of brass, and like unto these had the second pillar with wreath work. And the captain of the guard took Sariah, the chief priest, and Zephaniah, the second priest, and the three keepers of the door. And out of the city he took an officer that was set over the men of war, and five men of them that were in the king's presence, which were found in the city and the principal scribe of the host, which mustered the people of the land, and threescore men of the people of the land that were found in the city. And Nebuzaradan, captain of the guard, took these and brought them to the king of Babylon in Riblah. And the king of Babylon smote them, slew them at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah was carried away out of their land. And as for the people that remained in the land of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had left, even one them he made Gedaliah, the son of Ahiakim, the son of Shaphan, Shaphan, ruler, and when all the captains of the armies, they and their men heard that the king of Babylon had made 
Gedaliah, governor, there came to Gedaliah to Mizpah, even Ishmael, the son of Nathan, and Jehoman, Jehonan, the son of Karia, and Sariah, the son of Tanhumath, the Natophianite, and Jazaniah, the son of Meashtiath, of a Meashtiath, they and their men, and Gedaliah swear to them and to their men, and said unto them, Fear not to be the servant of the Chaldees, dwell in the land, and serve the king of Babylon, and it shall be well with you. But it came to pass in the seventh month that Ishmael, the son of Nathaniel, the son of Elishim, Elishim, of the seed royal came and ten men with him and smote Gedaliah that he died and the Jews and Chaldees that were with him at Mitzvah and all the people both small and great and the captains of the armies arose and came to Egypt for they were afraid of the Chaldees and it came to pass in the, in the seventh and thirteenth year of the captivity of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, in the twelfth month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, that evil, evil Merodic, evil Merodic, king of Babylon, in the year that he reigned, he began to reign, did lift up the head of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, out of prison. And he spake kindly to him, and set his throne above the throne of the kings that were were with him in Babylon, and changed his prison garments. And he did eat bread continually before all other days of his life. And his allowance was a continual allowance given him of the king, a daily rate for every day, all the days of his life. I have just read Second Kings chapter 25, 1 through 30. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you to say thank you. Lord, we say thank you for all that you do, all that you are, and all that you do for us. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for being able to see, being able to talk, being able able to hear. Lord, we thank you for our organs that work, Lord, that that work according to your will. Lord, we thank you for the feet and the legs to walk with. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you. Lord, we ask that you add that you add a blessing to the reading of your word. Lord, we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen, amen, and amen.
Now we see in 2 Kings chapter 25, all hell is breaking loose. And it is like total chaos in Jerusalem and in Judah. And just imagine if your life was now full of fear. That all these threats come up against you and all these threats come up against you um, in the sense of because you are hard-headed. I talked about that yesterday in yesterday's uh, episode. That when you are not covered by God, your life can be chaotic, full of stress, full of worry, full of doubt, full of fear. And in your life, you seem to have this thing of always worrying about if someone is going to kill you in the middle of the night. And and these are the things that can stress a person out to the utmost. When you're under attack by other people, that want to take come in and take things from you that 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 God has given you and now they want to come in and attack you and take everything from you and leave you destitute and broke with no hope and no no um stability <clears throat> so we see that the the that Nebuchadnezzar comes in and it tells the tale of he came, his men, all his hosts against Jerusalem. And he goes in and besieges the city with King Zedekiah in charge. And he comes in and just utterly destroys the, the, the city and takes away everybody back to Babylon. He comes in and it's like an ongoing thing. It's like <clears throat> this goes on for years and years and years. If you look at the timeline sequence. It says, first it says, it came to pass in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and his host against uh, against Jerusalem, and pitched against it. And And the city was besieged until the eleventh year. Ninth year, 10, 11. That's two years. Then, goes on for a time period of 
it goes on for years and years and years and years that the, that Jerusalem and Judah are besieged. And they take away everyone. Everyone, everyone, everyone. And then they kill all the important people. They go and kill. They, you know, they go in and they kill everybody that was in leadership. Or they take them back to Babylon and they serve him and they be they service they become servants or they are killed and this goes on and on and then they decide to make get get a get Gedalia governor and eventually he ends up dead too <coughs> he ends up dead too and the ones that remain in Jerusalem and Judah flee to Egypt. They end up going back to Egypt. Now, isn't this so convenient? This is so, like, really, like, they have to flee. It's gotten so bad there that they have to flee. The ones that are there, the ones that are left behind, they flee back to Egypt. So they end up back where they came from. Back where they came from, they start. They they go back to Egypt. They go back to where they left. God had delivered them from. Isn't that kind of like I'll say? You know that that's that is it's astonishing to me that they in the back of Egypt where God delivered them from. And in your life, if, how could I say this? It is a thing where God can put you right back in the places where you were delivered from where he delivered you from. Sometimes he put you there, back there, and in places on purpose to get you to understand, look, if you're not going to, if you're not going to let me lead you and guide you, I will put you back where I delivered you from. That's kind of weird, isn't it? And um, if you're not, you know, careful on your journey, you know, careful on your journey in the, you know, careful on your journey with what God is asking you to do. Sometimes God puts puts you back in the situations that you were delivered from on purpose. And life is like that. Life is like that to the point where if you're hard-headed and you're you're doing everything else and you're not doing what God asks you to do and you're not you're not uh, abiding by his commandments, statutes, and uh, his laws. You know, God t- God turns around and takes everything from you. You may think, "Oh, okay, I got, I got it made now. I got it made. I got it, I got it made. You know, I got, I got it made. You know, well now, um, you know, you, uh, 
you have an understanding about God. You have a, you have a, it's not like they didn't know who God was. It's not like they did not know who God was. Because you passed out in the stories through generation of how he delivered them from Egypt and the 40 years in the wilderness. Then they get to the promised land. Then they, you know, God, it, it, you know, it's a, it's, it's steps done over a period of time. But then sometimes you can turn around and you can um, really get into the point of, well, you forget where you came from and you think you got it good and you think you, there's nothing wrong with, you know, and then you kind of like start doing other things where you you kind of, how can I say, you kind of slip and fall in your in your steps where you backslide and you and you kind of forget about going to church or you may be forgetting about that you got to pray in the morning or you spend time with God and even be thankful to God for what he delivered you out of. And then you get to this point where you think, I can, I can, you know, and you may not see it, but you have let, let the devil walk in and eventually take over your life, whether it be with money, cars, materialistic, uh, lust, uh, envy, uh, wrath, uh, bitterness, uh, you know, and it, and these things can take, can take a control over your life and then it'll make you forget all about who God is. And then you start doing stuff you know you ain't supposed to be doing. Like sleeping with the pastor's wife or you sleeping with the pastor's husband. Or you, or you, you know, you are going out here stealing and conning and, and you, and, and, and you're, you're doing things that are not of God. And God can send you back to where he found you, broke and destitute. The very place that he found you where he delivered you out of. And it's a, it's, it, it shows the power. One God, this shows the power of how God could take his hands off of you and, and everything. He, he is taking his hedge of protection off of you. He has taken, um, he has, he has allowed others to come in and steal your stuff and take all all that he has given you and he you know he'll he'll give you a wake-up call a wake-up call from i blessed you but you forgotten about me you you know who i am but you forgot about me you know i've given you these things i've given you this this the laws and all you had to do was just do what i asked just do what I ask and keep the covenant, things of that nature. But you got hard-headed. And my grandma would say, you got too big for your britches. And you start smelling yourself, you know. And uh, <clears throat> and that's a term of, you think you're grown now. Um, and look at, look at what has happened in this lifetime. And then, and and I always give you the analogy of how I can equivalent this to my life. It is a time where I, you know, church and and doing right and and trying to get myself together and 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 got myself together and uh, stopped using drugs for a moment in my life. Started going back to church. Started doing, and then. Uh, 
I thought I could, I thought I could go ahead and go get high and keep it out of minimum and don't nobody know. And then it just crept in, it, that just crept in again and took away everything I had. I had my own apartment, had a car, had things, you know, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I got control over this. And no, I did not. No, I did not have no control over nothing. And I relapsed. I relapsed and started doing the same things that God was trying to deliver me from. Um, yes, I've had many relapses in my life, but sometimes he had, God has to give you the major wake-up call when he starts taking things away from you. Like, like um, the wake-up call was the death of my grandmother. And my grandmother did everything for me. She raised me and all that. And then I had to deal with her death and losing her house and, um, you know, thing, just losing stuff and losing people. The most important thing was to me was people. And she passed away in November 2011. And then uh, my dad passes three years later two weeks before my birthday and uh, uh, 2014. Then my mother passes six months later in January 2015. And those three deaths really made me really have an understanding of where, who do I have now? That's when I really deeply got into God. Because once I lost the, once I lost my grandmother, I found myself lost altogether. Cause she was my everything. And then to have those other two deaths right behind each other, and and it sent me into a world of now I have nobody, so I have gone. So this is a wake up call. This is a, <clears throat> a wake up call for the children of Jerusalem and Judah. I'm going to take everything from you and see what this really, how, how important when you feel like you have nothing and you're down to nothing and you're down to uh, destitute and, and you, you're broken and, you're, and your families are torn apart and relatives are killed in front of you and, 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 and you are treated so bad, I want you to see what it's like when I don't have my, head, my hands of protection over you. It's a wake-up call for them. And this is where the story ends. They are all taken away in captivity. They have lost everything. So, I know we we have to see in next season, you know, what God brings to the children. You know, to the to the children of Jerusalem, you know, children of Israel, Judah and Jerusalem, and see what happens with them. Um, and um, uh, I want to say thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I greatly appreciate everything that you have done. I greatly appreciate everything that you do. 
and everything that is going on with you. I greatly appreciate everything. I love you all. And this concludes our portion of daily devotional in the book of 2 Kings. And I want to say, I may be stepping away for a little while with this podcast uh, to, you know, to um, really get my other business together. And I may be starting another podcast, but I will keep this daily devotional podcast And um, I will keep you posted and keep you in the loop. And uh, we're not going to stop daily devotionals. I just need maybe about a week or two to really get everything together with the other, my my business I'm starting. The SNJM Media Management LLC. And I wanted to keep y'all posted with that. I don't want to leave y'all out the loop. Or you be wondering why she disappeared and she not doing this. And Look, I, I get it. I have to keep my followers and the subscribers and and everything. Uh, you know, I have to keep y'all, keep my followers posted. That's respect for other people. And I want to give you the utmost respect you deserve. And I love you unsurmountably. And I will... Let you know what's going on, okay, babies? So, I greatly appreciate you coming in and listening to Daily Devotional today. And I pray that you have a blessed day. All right, now, go out in the world and do something positive. Be positive. Share your positivity with others because you never know who needs it. All right, y'all have a blessed day. Love you. Bye-bye.